Chris, you ready? Yep. You had never seen this before, right? Nah, I hadn't ever seen it before. So Chris and Anita haven't seen. Got two of y'all motherfuckers on this one. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know what? No, no, let's not, not even waste no time, Chris. I, cause I ain't got a lot of notes, but I might have a lot to say. I'm very curious what Anita thinks. Anita gets super fly at five, so I'm very curious what this is going to get. So let's mm-hmm. not even delay this shit no further. Chris, let us get into this theme music. Go on and throw them into it. Let's get into this jive-ass theme music. You damn right. The holidays have begun once again, folks. Don't go nowhere. Back, but black never really left if you really want to be real yeah. about this shit. Real black ain't never go nowhere. That's right, goddammit. What's going on, everybody? I'm Brent. Chris. Anita. And this is the home video hustle where we do what, Christopher? Hustle, motherfucking hustle. And we keeping it black, goddammit, because the Black History Month Marathon starts now, folks. We black, y'all. And we black, y'all. Black in the black, 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 y'all. You don't have to watch CB4 so people that don't know what that reference can finally get that reference. I don't know if Anita, I think I should, we showed her that clip before. I think Anita might know what we're talking about. Yeah, I think that's, I think I've, I don't think I've seen CB4 all the way through, but I have seen that clip. Yeah, we got to watch it one day. But today, it's like I said, I had ideas about what we was going to do, but I was like, you know what, let's have some fun. Let's get some classics in there, especially since y'all, neither one of y'all have seen it before. The one that, I mean, te- technically, just I'm going to get some nerd shit on. I don't know if Anita read any trivia, but I got some trivia for that ass off oh, the rip. I don't have it yet. Oh, hey, there it is. People always say this is the start of the black exploitation, quote unquote, film era. It's really not. There's two movies that came before this. I think even more than that, really. But there's two other ones that are prominent that came before this. Of course, one that really set the damn thing off was Sweet Sweetback's badass song. <laughs> that was more of an underground hit more than anything. It wasn't like this. It's the start of the mainstream black boy page. That's the thing. Cause I was going to say there was a sweet back, but then there also was Cotton Comes to Harlem, directed by Ozzy Davis. Cotton came out slightly Harlem. before this one. But even though that was a studio picture, it wasn't motherfucking Warner Brothers, and it wasn't the big smash that Shaft was. So mm-hmm. it's technically, I get it out the way now for everybody to start being like, oh, well, you know, I, I know it's not the first, but as Chris put it, it's the big one. It's the yeah. one that got the motherfucking ball rolling. If Sweet Back and Cotton Comes to Harlem formed the snowball, this is where it started to make that tumble and turn him into a motherfucking avalanche. I'd seen pieces of Cotton Comes to Harlem because uh, we were reading the book in high school and my teacher decided to bring the movie in. Hey, that's a good movie. I like that. I have the book even. It's right here next to me, too. I read the book and everything. I love that movie. We might have to get that one in, too. I own it. I got digital copies. They need to put the fucking sequel out. The sequel is like not on DVD, Blu-ray, or streaming. Like, you motherfuckers, somebody put it out for me. But that's for next time. This week, we talking about Shaft. And like Halloween, as much as I love that series and this series, they both do the one thing I really fucking hate. It's the pet peeve of mine, where <laughs> there's a series where you have three fucking movies with the same fucking title. That's you, true. You got the Halloween, what, 1978. Then you got the Halloween 
Rob Zombie version. Then you got the Halloween 2018 version. And similarly, you have Shaft, Shaft 1971. Shaft 2000. See, if you want to even be technical, there was the Shaft fucking series on CBS, I think. That was mm. also just called Shaft, but that was a TV series, so that I can I can mm. let that slide. But then, like Chris said, though, you had the Shaft from like 2000 with Samuel and then Jackson. Shaft from 2019, and the, what had all three of them. You could even call it like Shaft the Third or some shit. Anything other than just the same fucking title. It's more egregious to me with Shaft because at least Halloween has so many movies that it kind of spreads out. Shaft don't mm. got that many movies. So, but and you right. got three with the same goddamn title. Stop being lazy, Hollywood. I'm done talking about it now. But we're talking about Shaft 1971, and this is episode 335 of the Home Video Hustle. This came out 1971, hour and 40 minutes long. How much y'all think this cost to make? Hmm. There was some pretty prominent stuff in the background, like Apollo Theater, stuff like that. Uh, oh, actually, they just filming around New York. Yeah, right? they like, filming in a prominent <laughs> spot. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Hmm. I don't think it's much location budget here, folks. Maybe 50 mil? 50 million. Oh, shit. What about you, Neil? Um, I'm going to say 25. 25 million? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say you were both severely wrong! This movie didn't even cost a million. Like I said, <laughs> ain't much location budget here, folks. So mm. don't even think about that. I'll give y'all one more shot. Go you under say- a million. <laughs> 50,000. 50,000. 300,000. 300,000 still. Wrong! 500,000. Chris was getting I was there. thinking 500, but I thought that'd be too high. Not this time. We got 500K to make this movie, but how much do you think it made? Keep in mind, sequels, TV series. People know this. 2.5 mil. 2.5 milli. How about you, Anita? One bill. One million. You're both. Wrong! Now you're both way too low. This actually made a damn decent amount of money for $500,000 budget. Is it double digits in the mill? It's double digit millions. <laughs> Say 12 million in. 12? Anita? Um, 35. 35. Hey, Chris. $12 million at the box office on a $500,000 budget. That's a motherfucking hit, folks. That's a hit. Especially in 1971. So this movie, that's why it got sequels and TV mm-hmm. series and legacy sequels and all that good shit. Right. IMDb score on out of 10 is something point six. What do you think it got out of 10 from the IMDb users? I accidentally saw it, so I'm not participating. In Chris, that. since she cheated, what you think? <laughs> I'm going to say 7.6. 7.6, I'm going to say. Wrong! 6.6. I was thinking six originally, but I didn't, thought it would be too low. Oh, that was 20,769 people. But the Rotten Tomatoes, the critics. What do you think the critics thought about Shaft? Mm, critics all about that. 71 from Anita. Chris? I'm say 69. Give me one more time. And I'm going to say... Wrong! You're both too low. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's got a pretty decent critic score, actually. 78. 78. I'm going to say 70. I mean, 83. Sorry. 83. You're both still. Wrong! 88%. Ooh. Pretty damn high, folks. It is a, a criterion. Put this out on four kizzy. So you know that I didn't know. It. Oh, I, 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 I probably would have guessed something like closer there if I knew. That's why I didn't tell you. I own it. Mm-hmm. And shout it's out to Criterion. Put it on doesn't mean it has a good critic rating. Yeah, a lot of time it do though. Yeah, a lot of time it does. <laughs> but here you go. Now you get to see what really fucking weird. Because now the audience though. What you think the audience thought about Shaft? Ninety. Ninety. I'm going to say 92. 92. Wrong! 
Oh, they're both way too high. The audience didn't like it as much as the critics. Oh, Ooh. oh my god, this is so much. Seventy-nine. Seventy-nine. Eighty-three. Eighty-three. You're both still too high. Still too high. Sixty-eight percent from the audience. Wow. So they didn't like it as much. But will mm. we? That's what critics we're critics for hyping out. up the black people. Hey, you, you know what? Real shit. Didn't get a lot there. Like I said, this was the first. This was the big one. This started it all. Not only did it get sequels, it started a whole fucking decade long trend, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Which I am glad for because I love most of these movies. Shaft is directed by Gordon Parks, starring Richard Roundtree, Moses Gunn, Charles Cioffi, Cioffi, however you pronounce that, Christopher St. John, Gwen Mitchell, Drew Bundini, Brown, and Antonio Fargus for like one scene. Huggy Bear, if you don't know who I'm talking about. The pimp of the year, if you know I'm going to get you, sucker. <laughs> the pimp of the year. That's right. Now, I'll ask this, and this should be the easy, this should be the biggest home run ever. When I ask y'all, how does this start? How the fuck does Shaft start? Come on, y'all. He's, uh, it's a theme song, and he's walking across the street. Thank you. Uh, it's, a, it's just a damn theme song. <laughs> yeah. And him walking around New York, crossing around in traffic, walking out in the middle of the street. It's the progenitor of hit me, motherfucker. That's just showing you how how much of a badass he is. I don't wait for red lights. We don't fuck with stop sign, nigga. You gonna stop. <laughs> you gonna hit me? You gonna run in the shaft? You gonna get the shaft, motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker. And then the you got belt. the theme song. You sound like Cameron now. <laughs> so... How familiar are you guys with the theme song? Y'all got y'all had to have known this, right? Uh, I've heard it here and there. I, I'm not too familiar, but I've heard it here and there. I mean, I already, I thought I knew the song, but I just knew someone said "shaft" over and over again. <laughs> and then you shared with me that basically it tells the whole story. It gives his whole background. <laughs> knew that at all? Who's so. the black private dick that's a sex machine to all the chicks? I was like asking all these questions, and you're like. Reciting the song back to me, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I didn't it. realize that that was in the song." Listen, mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, it's just the yeah, it I pretty much gives you the whole line. Thing. Say that again. I caught that in the first line. Hmm. Oh, no one understands him but his woman. All that type of shit. But that's a big record, though. Isaac Hayes, shout Isaac Hayes, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. I got the record. Yeah, over here. I was actually playing it not too long ago. Even it's a damn good record. Not just a good song. It's a damn good record. I love that record. <laughs> you know, the funny thing too is that. Shaft is based off a book. And you know something mm. crazy about that book, Chris? Mm. Shaft was white in the book. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. He will never be white again. He was white and he didn't have a mustache. Oh, you said that too? Yeah, he's shaven. <laughs> That's funny. And you know, it's funny because um, the guy that wrote the book wrote the damn screenplay. So yeah, I guess he was like, fuck it, let's do something different. I actually don't know exactly. I forget the reasoning why they changed it. But I'm sure Gordon Parks had a good part in that too, because Gordon Parks is black. So it's like, <laughs> let's get a black motherfucking, I'm not black superhero. Yeah, it's like not superhero, but just get somebody black on the screen that ain't a mm-hmm. fucking sidekick or no motherfucking like shucking and jiving ass shit. And mm-hmm. it was a hit. So people no, wanted yes, to see no it. Exactly. There's no stepping or fetching in this motherfucker. Like, we out here doing big things, son. But yeah, you get the thing from Shaft. He's walking around the street. You get all that good shit. Damn good soundtrack once again. He goes to meet up with the shoe shine homie and he's getting information. He's telling him, like, hey, some dudes came right here looking for you. One had a funky plaid coat. The other motherfucker was dressed real nice. And oh, yeah, they got them pieces on them. They strapped up like, um, strapped like bamboo. Strapped like bamboo. I was going to say, it's funny too, watching this. It's like a big ass time capsule of New York, like the pre cleanup New York. Mm-hmm. 
because mm. I I was wondering when I was watching this, I was like, I bet money there are no like shoe shine places like this no more. That's like the antiquated ass thing. Like young people watch this and be like, damn, there was a whole shoe shine with boot blacks and shit. Like that's something you never see will see anymore. I'm sure because nobody even really wears shoes that you give a fuck about that no more. You right. know what the equivalent is now? Is when you walk through the mall, you had them dudes annoying the shit out of you. Like, hey, man, let me clean your shoes off real quick. <laughs> oh, Trying to get you to buy right. that little bullshit. It's, I guess that's what the equivalent is now. It's not as clashy, I guess. We're just trying to slang some chemicals on your shoes real quick. Even malls dying out pretty quick now. That's true. That's also soon to be probably gone because ain't going to be no uh, malls anymore. As I know Aslan is gone back in Columbus now. Yes, it's, it's gone. That's an inside reference. I call it Assland because some kids one time took the letters from both Eastland signs and spelled out Assland on one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I remember driving because I lived right next to Eastland Mall. <laughs> and I would drive out every one day. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Somebody took the time to spread the letters around and say Assland. People ain't got nothing to do, folks. I'm pretty Not sure that was pandemic time, too. So people really didn't have nothing to do. But Shaft, like I said, because uh, Anita was asking about that, too, because you were, thought he was like a cop or something. He's a private detective. He's a private dick. That's a sex machine all the chicks. So he don't really fuck with the police like that. He cool with one of them in particular, a dude named Vic Andrazi. Mm-hmm. So, but he don't really give him a whole lot of info. They cool. They help each other out. But he don't fuck with the man like that, which is one thing I know some people got mad about with the Shaft TV show. Because the Shaft TV show, he's working with the cops. It ain't like mm-hmm. a lot of this, like him telling I, him, like, fuck off I, thing. Yeah, and like in uh, the 2000 shaft, I think he he started out as a cop, and then then he he left the force. I think he got either he left the force or got kicked off the force because of the shit with Christian Christian Bale. Yeah, we're gonna have to rewatch that one day. I've only seen that movie like twice, and it was both times or over a decade ago. It's been a long mm-hmm. time since I watched the 2000 shaft movie. Same here. It's been like at least five years. You know, it's funny too with that movie. It's a connection to another movie we've done on the podcast, American Psycho. Mm-hmm. I think your boys, Christian Bell, almost didn't do Shaft at first because he didn't want to play another bad guy because he had just did American Psycho. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't have faulted him if he said no. It's funny, too, because he, I mean, maybe I need to watch it again, but it's like, I've, he almost feels like Patrick Bateman. It's the same character almost in that fucking movie. I had to watch that again, man. Maybe they had to go through the Shaft series now that Harry Potter's done or something. There ain't as many. I will say right off the bat, not, not spoiling my review, it was nice to watch a movie that wasn't two and a half hours. I will say that. That's true. And I ain't got to take a billion fucking notes for it. <laughs> it's pretty simple shit. It was, it, was, it was breezy. Yeah, it was It was nice, man. It was a palate cleanser for sure. Even though I did like kind of like Harry Potter, this was so much nicer to get through. Easier. Simple shit. But yeah, Vic is trying to get information from Shaft. He meets him upside. He's like, hey, he tells his little partner, hey, man, go get us some cigars. He's like, hey, man, don't worry about no cigars. Play boy. Because I ain't got shit to tell you. <laughs> he, told, he told his partner to take a walk, but he's just like, I ain't got shit to tell you anyway. Well, his partner also fucks shit anyway, you can tell, because he's like, he calls him boy a couple of times, which automatically mm-hmm. is a red-ass flag. Yep. And then uh, when he finally walks away, Shaft leaves, and he's like, you got to lean on those kind of people, or you got to lean on that type. And your boy, Vic, is like, man, you don't lean on that type. Shut your dumb ass up, man. You don't know yeah. what the fuck you're doing. That's why you a little underling in the cops and shit. He tells you he did find out, like I said, from the boot black that uh, there was two dudes looking for him. So he does a little thing where he goes around the back of the little building he fuck with and he sneaks up from behind. And I was telling Anita, I'm forever tainted because of Cameron. And I've tainted him on many things so I can't be mad at him for it, but I can't not see it now. But did you think or did you notice, Chris, that the dude that he puts the gun up to and takes up to the office looks just like Martin Luther King? 
Oh, I didn't even look at it. Because <laughs> I said it to Anita. She's like, oh, he does. <laughs> oh, no. So, so as Shaf is about to throw Martin Luther King out a fucking window. Happy Black History Month, motherfuckers. Because <laughs> we black, y'all. And we black, y'all. <laughs> we black in a black, 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 y'all. And we fly out of windows. Can you fly, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. But yeah, he takes him up there. It was some dudes waiting on me. Gets into a scuffle with him. And again, like I said, MLK gets thrown out a motherfucking window. And then he goes about his day. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, do, he doesn't really go about his day because he gets pulled to the police precinct. And the, I think it's the chief. It's going on and on about, oh, man, you're going to give me some information. You're going to lose your PI license. You're going to get you know six months or whatever. You know, all that threatening mm-hmm. ass bullshit. And Shaft gives absolutely no fucks. Yeah, he's like, I got my rights. You ain't gonna push me like this. That's right. How do y'all feel about Shaft? I know I don't give a fuck about spoilers or nothing, but how do y'all feel of the character Shaft? He's basically the equivalent of how kids nowadays gives no fu- give no fucks about anything. You comparing but Shaft to old, the millennials? Oh shit! But, it, but in the old school sense, where they know what they what they're getting, in, where he knows what they're getting, what he's getting into, they don't. Okay. What about you, Anita? How you feel about John Shaft? What do you mean? Like, as, as the character, you like John Shaft? You like him? You, oh, did you follow yeah, John? that's cool. Oh, I was wondering, like, because I know you get a lot of character real fucking fast in this movie. Yeah. So you pretty much know who he is from the moment he's throwing motherfuckers out the window. <laughs> and like I said, in this scene where he's talking shit to the cops and giving absolutely no fucks. Yeah, he, he knows when to flex and when not to. One of, one of the lines I always laugh at, and I remember when I watched this with Nanny, she always laughed at too. Because the cop is like, yo, what's up with all this black shit, man? Why it always got to be a race thing with you? He holds up a, back, a black pin to his face. And he's like, you ain't so black. Mm-hmm. And Shaft pulls out a little coffee mug that's white. And he puts it up the dude's face. He's like, you ain't so white, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, always, about that. I always love that. That shit makes me laugh every fucking he's time. More, he's definitely. This is going to be me comparing this whole movie to Superfly because we just watched it. That's fine. So Those are the two of the big ones. He's definitely more like intimidating than... Then super for our priest, I should say. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could see him being like a real. It seemed genuine. The other guy, I don't know. It wasn't believable for me. I will say, without spoiling, it's funny you compare those two movies. Like I said, this is directed by Gordon Parks Sr. Superfly is directed by Gordon Parks Jr. The son did Superfly. And those are two of, like I said, the big ones in the genre. But. Yeah, I guess I will say, like I said before we get into spoilers, Shaft is definitely a better made and better written movie than Superfly. Yes. Because you could tell this ain't Gordon Park's first movie. Gordon Parks had did like The Learning Tree, a bunch of movies before this. This was the one that really blew him the fuck up. Gordon Parks Jr., that was like, he was fresh in the game, so he hadn't had that, you know, that skill level developed like his pops did. So yeah, there's like, if you watch Superfly, like we talked about in the episode, the part where he's chasing the junkie up the street, the wires from the camera are hanging and dangling in front of the fucking camera. There's continuity errors. making. Exactly. And you could tell that was guerrilla style. Like there wasn't a lot of budget from the motherfucking Warner Brothers or nothing. Like that shit was grinding. I mean, there's continuity errors in this because he threw that guy out the window and then we come back later and the window <laughs> is completely fine. I was like, oh, you didn't get the, you got, you couldn't get the door fixed, but you could. Got the window fixed. We got money to get one thing fixed. That's that. No, that shit's realistic to me. It's like I ain't got money to get both these things fixed right now. I'm gonna have the money after I do this shit for Bumpy. But I can't right get now, snuck up on if I, I can't get snuck up on if the, uh, from the front door. Exactly. I, somebody snuck up on me from the window. You got to think, and I wrote this down. And it's funny because the calendar 
in the scene I saw, it actually was January 27th. It was today's date in the motherfucking movie. Oh, I have a fun fact on that. <laughs> okay. Why she looked that up, though. You going to get the window fixed or you should get the window. No, yeah, you should get the window fixed first because it's January in New York. Yeah. It's going to be cold as fucking True. Especially if you end up sleeping in there. Exactly. So that door can wait. There might be heat in the hallway. Ain't no heat in that motherfucking window, boy. We're going to get that fixed first. Mm-hmm. That's real shit. That's black, folks, homie. Okay. So the month calendar in Shaft's office is January 1971. Mm-hmm. February 1971 is also posted on the wall mm-hmm. in the next month style arrangement. But in Lieutenant Vic's office, the date on the calendar reads January Tuesday, January 27th, mm-hmm. and then later Thursday, January mm-hmm. 29th. 27 in January in 1971 was a Wednesday, Ooh. and the 29th in January 1971 was a Friday. Oh, so they just oh they so they didn't just get a real calendar. They made their own little calendar sheet. I guess. Huh? That's yeah. weird. That's an extra bit of work you probably didn't have to do. Right. That's hilarious. So, so they got the days wrong in real life. In real life. Huh. I guess in a the movie, they're like, we don't care. It's a movie. They like, People in 20, fucking what, 24 ain't going to look this stuff up. Yeah, we <laughs> We got you, Gordon. So go back to what you said. You said Shaft is more intimidating than Priest. Yeah, I could definitely see he felt like he could be a genuine P.I. Like the, his whole circumstance, his demeanor, like it was like, oh, OK, yeah, I can see this guy being intimidating and bossing people around and uh-huh. doing this investigative stuff like that. Was more believable than okay. Nah, I can see that. I will. I'll say, like my grandmother notoriously hated damn near every movie of this era. She despised the black exploitation movie with a passion. Ooh. Hated them. Dolomite hated it. Like and all that shit. You know which one she liked? Shaft. She liked Shaft. Mm. This one <laughs> feels just like it's honestly it just feels like a cop movie type thing, but with a black person. Yeah, it's not really playing up into you know the stereotypes and all. Well, I mean, there's a few. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Definitely mm-hmm. gonna talk. About it. I definitely got questions for Anita about something, but it doesn't play. But you know, the crazy thing is, I showed her Superfly. She liked that too, though. I remember when it ended, she looked at me. She's like, "That actually wasn't that bad." I was like, "Oh shit." Wait, what? Yeah, she like my grandma liked Superfly. That's what oh, she- your grandma like? I thought you said me. I was oh like, no, 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 no. I was saying like she hated all of them, but she liked Superfly. Those were the two. Oh, okay. I don't know if she fucked with a lot more than that, but those were the two I got her to watch. But she liked Shaft. I always had a thing. I always think my grandma like just like dark skinned dudes because she'll watch it if it had a dark skinned dude. Yeah. <laughs> you already know Chris when she she would watch that. And who was her favorite dude? She had mad movies of. You remember? Oh shit. Um. I give you a hint. Sam. Not Sam. Oh. Not too far off though, maybe. Hmm. Motherfucker's always trying to ice skate uphill, Chris. Oh, shit. Uh, Wesley Snipes? Wesley. She fucking loved what? Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Think back on it. She I'm loved she Demolition Man. Murder ah, 1600. Yep. Fucking Art of War, which always surprised me she had that in the goddamn collection. Like, she loved some Wesley Snipes. <laughs> oh, damn. So, I was, I was always my hypothesis. She'll never I'll ever ask her about it. She would just smile at me. So, I'm like, I know that's what it is. It's <laughs> but, back to Shaft, though. You call Bumpy. You find out, well... Yeah, you might as well call him the antagonist. He's not really the antagonist, but he's an antagonist. Bumpy mm-hmm. Jonas, which I have to assume is just a playoff Bumpy Johnson, the actual like gangster godfather of Harlem dude. It is. There mm-hmm. you go. See, I ain't even got to look up trivia, baby. Mm-hmm. 
Actually, and that's a good show too. If you ever want to watch a good like black gangster show, go watch Godfather of Harlem with Forrest Whitaker playing Bumpy Johnson. I fucking love that show. I need to catch up on it actually. Mm-hmm. Damn good show. But yeah, he calls Bumpy Jonas and he's like, hey man, I don't appreciate you sending your motherfucking lackeys to my office. You can come speak to me your damn self. Again, showing no fear to none of these motherfuckers in this movie. So mm-hmm. Bumpy and his homeboy, and I think, what was his name? I can't remember if his name was like Willie or some shit. I think it's Willie. Willie. Thank you. Big Willie style. He was so annoying. And we go over like, I don't want to ask. I'll wait till the second scene. I know in this scene he's annoying. He was annoying in this scene too. Oh, you know, fuck it. We'll get to it then. Because they're at uh, John Shaft's office. And Shaft ain't there. And he's going on and complains like, if man say he's supposed to be here, he should be here. And he says this like three times. And every time uh, he says it, Bumpy's just like, well, wait. Like trying to basically like, shut up. We're going to wait for Shaft. I need his help, so you shut the fuck up. Exactly, you'll find out. They got it. They are. How's, how's he say? He's like, they got my baby. They got my baby. <laughs> um, he's basically. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. Even Anita pointed out he's lying. Well, he's half lying. He's not telling the full truth. I think he even yeah. says that he's like, I never lied. I conned you, but I didn't lie to you. Which mm-hmm. is like one of those like backhanded things. Like what? You still technically lied, but whatever. Still technically, we'll let that slide, homie. But he tells him he's like, hey man, look, some they got my baby. I'll spare no expense. Get my girl back. You got any idea who got her? Hell no. But the homie Ben down there and his mother, the Lumumbas, we need to probably go talk to them because they know just some black militants, kind of like some black panthery type shit. And even Shaft is like, what? Why would they kidnap a black woman? He's like, I'm the motherfucker. I don't know, but just damn it, go talk to him. That's the only clue I got. Find out. Yeah, just get, get the fuck out. Hit the streets, motherfucker. Here's an envelope with some bread in it. Go do your motherfucking job, playboy. Mm-hmm. And Shaft know he full of shit because when he leaves, even like I think he says like fake mother. So he's like, we know he full of shit. But we're gonna go anyways. We got a black woman that needs saved, and I'm a black man, and that's what we do. So you hit the Soulsville. Isaac Hayes song. Another good ass song. I love this song. He is playing while he's out doing this thing, investigating, hitting the streets, being an actual detective. And that's the thing. That's one thing I always did like about this movie. And I think Anita was even saying it. it's like he feel like a PI. Like this is the type of boring shit that really happens that they normally don't show. Yeah, we got this slapping ass soundtrack, so we need scenes to play this music game, motherfucker. <laughs> so we're gonna do some investigating. And it's funny enough, you actually see Gordon Parks. I think he's playing a landlord. At one point, he goes and knocks on his door. He opens it up. And he's like, "Hey, you seen Ben?" And he's like, "Nah, but that motherfucker owe me like two month rent though, or some shit like that." So he got himself in the movie for a quick second. He finally does end up getting some info from a motherfucking name, Bunky, played by Antonio Fargus, aka Chris know him best. As the pimp of the year, if I'm going to get you sucker. <laughs> I forgot about that shit. I'm getting close, Chris. We can probably do that movie soon because she's seen enough of these movies now. I think she'll she'll get enough of the references. Yeah. She's seen Superfly. She's seen Shaft. She's seen the Foxy Brown movies. I'm trying to think of what other ones that are like necessary. No, we didn't watch Foxy Brown. We watched. Or Coffee. Coffee. We watched Foxy Brown. Me and Chris did. That's yeah. right. Me, Chris, and yeah. Cameron. That's right. Yeah. we it, we It was a pivot because it's a, cause you mentioned some... uh. Titties. Big titties. Big yeah, that was legitimately, if you folks don't remember, <laughs> I, we were going to watch something, but I was like, or oh, we could watch Foxy Brown. And I think it was Cameron. Someone was like, hey, don't you get naked in that one? And I was like, yeah. He was like, and they were immediately like, oh, let's do Foxy Brown. <laughs> Which is a dumb, a dumb question. I love you, but that's a dumb question. It's a 70s movie with Pam Grier. Of course she gets naked in it. That's pretty much her thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> and almost it's every goddamn movie. And Sid Haig is usually there with her. And he's usually the one taking her fucking clothes off of her. But <laughs> really, there's a type. That's it. Is it coming up here? It is actually. It's the next thing after he gets the information. But he finds out where Ben and his crew is at, 
And then you go immediately to Ellie's house. Who is Ellie? Ellie is his girl. It's his main chick, because I mean, we'll talk about it. But <laughs> she comes home with some groceries. Your boy Shaft's sitting there butt-ass naked on the couch reading a magazine. And she he, like... He's ready. Yeah, he's like, she like, are you okay? And he's like, I got the feeling like a machine, baby. And that's no way to feel. Commence the fucking... <laughs> he's just walk- Somebody walks in, uh, you walk in, somebody sitting there like that. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> we have a lady here, Chris. We can ask these questions. I would laugh at you. So. <laughs> <laughs> if I lay, I'm laying on the, I'm laying here on this couch. The tent is pitched like a motherfucker and I'm reading a game informer. <laughs> is that the reaction? What he just did? Yes. Damn. What are you doing? No punani for me. <laughs> I was just trying to help you out, give you a little shot, give you some shaft. It was a very tasteful uh, sex scene, though. I was going to say, compare it to the Superfly one. Yes. I know you didn't really care much for the Superfly one. No. This is actually real shit. This is probably my favorite track on the whole record, is this song that plays called Ellie's Love Theme. I'm playing a little taste for you real quick. It's probably my favorite song. I th- I'm thinking about it. There's a lot of times I'll be chilling to this one in the whip sometime. Let me scoop it ahead a little bit. I don't know why I've always, always been one of my favorites. This I will say I love this album, but it's not better than Superfly soundtrack is better than the Shafts. I will say that. I love you, Isaac Hayes. But Superfly is better. Curtis Mayfield got you on that one. And you know, since we talked about it, I ain't really play it. I gotta play it on the fucking podcast. You gotta play <laughs> a little bit of it. Yeah, I forgot it takes forever to start though, because you gotta yeah. do all that walking first. I'm two minutes into the song, yeah, and he still ain't talked yet. Still ain't. There you go. Who is the man who risked his neck for his brother, man? Can you dig it? That's some good ass music right there, boy. Can you dig it? I'm just talking about Shaft. Right on. Right on. I see this cat shaft is a bad mother. I'm just talking about shaft. Complicated man. No one understands him but his woman. John Shaft. There you go. You didn't know his name was John. There it is. John Shaft. Quick fun story for you. I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I told this before. One day, me and PJ are riding around Newark, Ohio. Newark is super white. <laughs> PJ was actually talking to a chick out there. And uh, we one day when we were leaving, we were just, it was like, it had to be, it was dark outside. It'd be like 9, 10 o'clock at night. And we are blasting that song at full volume with the windows down. Everybody looking at us crazy, not giving absolutely no fucks, just like Shaft. He'd have been proud. So you just pulling up. Pulling the OSU campus type thing, but ride through Newark with that chick. Exactly. Wait, you were there for that one? For the OSU campus? You was there? I think I was. Oh, okay. I was saying, Chris is referencing Cameron and I would love to ride around OSU campus and just blast like obscene ass music. <laughs> Lots of two live crew. Got Cameron random, random ass barking at people. And Cameron barking at people. Anita got to see that in person. <laughs> Cameron barked at some old dude and down there probably getting a heart attack. <laughs> Cameron's an asshole, but I love him. <laughs> he does shit like that a lot. Shout out to Cameron. Y'all know. Y'all listen to the show. Y'all know how Cameron is. But yes, tasteful sex scene. Why, 
Why do you think this is tasteful compared to the soup? Do you remember the Superfly one? The Superfly one was, was a bathtub. Yeah. yeah, I remember it. Uh, I don't know. It was just like we got the point. Yeah, we did a little some clips. They had a little colorful bubbles in the background, background like the it was, art. yeah it was it was nice i will say it I got I, to the point it didn't drag it out it's like we get it they're fucking yeah it's just really one angle too you just see him on top of her and her her fingers like against his back and when you know what she she got that nut because her hands go like oh i got that little look on yeah but i will say it, it's it's hard for me because just take the music out of it because in the superfly movie that song also is one of my favorite songs on the soundtrack. Apparently, I like the fuck songs, but that's also <laughs> another favorite of mine. But that sex scene in Superfly goes on so fucking long. <laughs> I don't even remember them playing more than the one song in Superfly. Really? Yeah. They do play. They played the uh, Freddy's Dead. They play a lot. Because that's the thing. Shaft has like 18 songs. Superfly has nine. <laughs> So you ain't got a whole lot to go on. But uh, Superfly is the, give me your love. Give me your love. That's the song that plays when you're in a... I fucking love that song. Oh, yeah, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. But again, going back to the filmmaking, the Superfly one is the most... It's awkward. Mm-hmm. Like, if you took that song out of it, it's fucking terrible, probably. I've never watched it with this, like, on mute or anything. But it's like you get, like, weird shots of them in the bathtub, zoom-ins on the old girl's butt, and you just hear the little... <clears throat> Mm, like all that in the background it's like what the fuck (laughs) awkward to watch with your family I'll tell you that from experience family (laughs) Gord Jr. thought you was going like a little halfway to a porno huh it's like you man Ricky Harris like oh this shit is real keep the camera rolling (laughs) but he got some he got laid as he'll say to Vic soon actually Mm. that's the next scene because he's out having a hot dog after giving up the hot dog (laughs) and (laughs) you know I'm gonna do it for myself and Vic comes up and is just like, hey, you know, did you get anything? And he just looks at Vic and he's like, I got laid. <laughs> no, fuck that. Turn the volume up. There you go. That's what you tell somebody. They try to ask you some questions. You try to agree with some questions. That's right. Yeah. Next time you, your, kid, your teachers ask you something stupid, it's cool kids. I got laid. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't listen to me. Don't get it. That would be awesome. You kids should be listening to gonna anyway. get- you're probably going to get sent to the office, but that that's awesome. Is it worth it, though? That's the thing you got to ask yourself. Uh, <laughs> he finds Ben finally, and he's hanging out with his Lumumba crew. Any of y'all get the reference to that, why they're called the Lumumbas? Mm, no. There's a guy, he's an activist, and I'm pretty sure he was the first prime minister of the Congo. Shout out to Stephen Izzy. His name is Patrice Lumumba. That was one of the old uh, Black History flashcards. That's right. And I again, thank you, KRS-One, because as a kid, that's how I learned about Patrice Lumumba. Mm-hmm. It's like I learned about all that shit from listening to Biz Markie. <laughs> Shirley Chisholm, shout out to that. You know, it's funny, we went to the North Market, and I told that story before, I got a free bag of nuts, pause, for camera fans. <laughs> and because she was asking black history trivia, and I was the first person to ask her a question right, because she asked, you know, about who the first black woman was to try and run for president. And I said, Shirley Chisholm, and she was shocked. That I got it right. Now I was like, oh, it wasn't from school. Don't worry. I learned that from Biz Markey. Nobody beats the Biz. Hey. Reagan is depressed, but I voted for Shirley Chisholm. Bars. Bars. And they say hip hop don't teach you anything. So, but yeah, he's hanging out with the Lumumbas. The water in the middle of talking, he trying to get information. Some dude just runs in there with bullet holes and he's just like, oh shit. And then you hear the gunfire. And he's like, hey man, where y'all guns at? We don't got none. He's like, what? 
The fuck what kind of fucking militants are y'all? The Black Panthers always had chops. Oh, isn't this where he gave the little boy who was standing outside? Oh yeah, food. He was so there were so many cute kids in this movie. Yeah, we skipped the first one you mentioned when he was talking to um Bunky. Yeah, and there was just a little kid that was just like standing there holding on to this pole and, and just looking at puffy the... jacket, just yeah. looking like his can't put his arms that close to his body. He was so cute. he had the Christmas story arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, but when the building that Ben and them are hanging out in, there's a little dude out front, like, shaking and shivering, cold as a motherfucker in January in New York. He's like, hey, man, you're 20 bucks. Go we'll get yourself something to eat. He's like, hey, gee, thanks, mister. That, that's what made him even more likable to me. Like, I was like, oh, he seems like a nice person. Yeah, as long as you ain't, like, a criminal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody cool with it. There's even a scene coming up without I'll wait till we get there, though, where it's like, in another movie, that would have definitely been like, I mean, they kind of do it joking but it's not like how it would have been in other movies. We'll get to it, though. But at, there's a whole big shootout that happens up there with Ben. And three... It's kind of fucked. Because he had three homies with him. And he sent them up to the roof to go check on something. And they get shot immediately. They got ventilated. And then Shaft... Because Shaft knew what was going to be some bullshit. So he tries to go run up there with him. Shaft's like, no. We going down below. And they end up having to sneak into an old lady's house. Which Anita pointed out something I've never fucking paid attention to in all these times I've seen this movie. She has a fucking shrine with Martin Luther King, um, what's Jesus what's the Kennedy. fucker's name? JFK, uh-huh. and I, I think it was Jimmy Carter. I don't, I couldn't tell the Ooh. third one, but it was weird. I never paid attention to it. It was like a little shrine. It there. was like a little photo, like a Mount Rushmore of their faces next to each other. Yeah, interesting. Well, I mean, I know, I know, black folks fucked with JFK for yeah. sure. And that's one of the reasons why mm-hmm. white people didn't like him. Jimmy Carter's a weird one, if that's who that was, because I'm not sure, but it. I mean, I know he was liked. He wasn't like a big asshole like most presidents were. So maybe that's maybe black folks. I'm just I don't know enough about that motherfucker. But that was yeah. I never paid attention to that since so she pointed that out. <laughs> and even funnier, what I always did notice, and I pointed it out even watching it this time, they kicked the old woman's door in. They ain't way to four four though. And when they go to leave, Shaft gives her again like he's deal with the kid. He hands her some money. He's like, hey, you know, my bad about the door. Go get that fixed. Yeah, this this cover. Sorry about that. Did you see how much it was? No, ten dollars. Yeah. We need 1971 prices back, Chris. We do. We do. You get that whole motherfucking door fixed for $10. Hinges and all that shit. Yeah, they just go to the hardware store with $10 get every little bit of that. You work in a hardware store. You know what it is. You go in a hardware store with $10, you ain't getting nothing but laughed at. You get you may get, you may get a, a bag of chips. I was literally about to say the bag of chips. They always have A bag though. of chips and a soda. You ain't getting no paint. You ain't getting no wood. You might get some nails. You get some screws. That's <laughs> you it. Said you gonna get some nails or screws? That's about it. And you ain't getting that many of them. <laughs> you could get a pack. You could get a pack for like, uh, depending on if it's like a small, small pack. They may give you. They may have them for like seven bucks. Plus tax. Yeah. So you might barely have enough. Barely. Crazy. But he gets Ben up out of there though, and he takes him to his homegirl Dina's house. Dina's weird. Cause I don't know if this is like another one of his little buddy buddies on the side that he smashed up. She comes out of nowhere and you never see her again after this scene either. So I don't mm-hmm. know if this is just one of his chicks on the side, but they're in there and Anita put <laughs> cause your boy Ben gets to yelling. I forget the kid's name, but she's like, somebody's sleeping. I mean, Anita's like, yeah. why the fuck did she say it like that? Yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> again, never paid attention to that before she pointed it out. <laughs> But she checks the shit out of Ben, though, because hey, because Shaf is like, hey, man, you better watch your mouth up in here. And he's like, I'll say whatever the fuck I want. And she's like, not in here, you won't, motherfucker. Right. Shuts him the fuck up. And Shaf just like, 
fuck out of here. And he goes to meet up with Vic. And this is where you see the office scene where you see the January 27th in the office, too. And this is where you find out that Bumpy was full of shit. It's the mafia in town, folks. Martin Scorsese he's right up the street. And Making an offer you can't refuse. Exactly. And they got beef with Bumpy. They beefing over Harlem. And more than likely than not, they the ones that got the daughter. And he didn't mention none of this to Shaft. So we going to have to go have a talk with this motherfucker now. And Anita... Now we could talk about it because this is where they go to visit uh, Bumpy and Willie is acting like a hoe with one of the absolute worst haircuts ever. Oh my gosh. Oh, I forgot about his hair. It matches the personality. Please tell me about this scene. (laughs) He like gets there. He's sitting at the desk and he like looks down and he literally has like someone took some clippers and just like went right across the middle of his head. I'm telling his hair is missing. But I, he has a hairline. It's even crazy. It's the weirdest shit. Cause I, I was just about to say, if Chris has seen these movies, remember in Jackass where they had the little thing where they would walk up with the clippers and just go like to the back of their heads and shit. <laughs> That's what the top it looked like Bam Margera came and cut the whole top of his fucking hair. He's balded at the top, just didn't want to didn't want to get uh cut it all off. But I've never seen, like she said, I've never seen it where you bought at the top, but your hairline is Usually, still here. Usually you start receding like from the sides yeah. first and your hairline starts to go back and then you just have the little like, what do you call that? Like the yeah. guy from Seinfeld. I can't think of his name. Costanza. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Got a slope. Huh? It don't happen often. Like, um, there's there, that's what they were, people were showing that kind of shit off on uh, those commercials, but the hair grow for men stuff. Oh, yeah. It was like that. What was that shit? The alopecia? They got yeah, that yeah. Jada Pinkett popping. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get yelled at probably. Huh? Jada gonna come after me. I don't give a fuck, fuck Jada. Will Smith gonna punch. We're, we're gonna come out somewhere and slap you. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. See, I'm not. I'm not going to stand there though. I ain't got nothing to lose like Chris Rock. So don't don't don't. don't <laughs> Will, I'm I, I like Will. I ain't gonna be with Will. Your wife, yeah. your wife sucks though. But okay, I won't talk about it no more. I, Will Smith come knocking at my door and shit. <laughs> I tell him to fuck <laughs> off. I like Wild Wild West. Don't fuck Open the me. door and just, he just sees him swing it at you. <laughs> I'm gonna be out there crying and shit. Let me not say I'm not gonna fuck with Will Smith. I'm not. I'm gonna leave. Him. I like Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith is not thinking about you. you talk as much as you want. That's true too. Actually, <laughs> one day the homie also get big and he's like, man, that motherfucker tripping. <laughs> hey, I got almost all that motherfucker CDs. So he better not come fuck with me. But. <laughs> At least Fresh Prince era. Not that Will Smith era shit as much, but the Fresh Prince though, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. I'm pretty sure I have one of his Will Smith CDs. I got the Big Willie style. I think that's the only one I had. The one with getting jiggy with it on there and shit. No, 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 no. I like that song. Cameron despises that song. He hates that song, <laughs> but I love it. I don't care. And it's one of those things it was like, after he pointed it. that out, then we started hearing it everywhere. We would go to Kmart or something, you would hear that fucking song playing. <laughs> it was the best. Yeah, he heard it more than he'd want it to. You know, the crazy thing is that he knew, he warned himself as a young and then he forgot his own advice. He had a song called Girls Ain't Nothing But Trouble. And he never listened back to it, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck that motherfucker, man. We, we talking about Shaft, damn it. Oh, you were telling me about Willie. Come tell me a little oh, bit more about yeah. this Willie scene. So then he uh Shaft comes in there with what's his name? Ben. Yeah. And so they want to talk to what's his name? Bumpy? Bumpy Jonas. Yeah. And so he's like, um, he's like, oh, let me talk to Bumpy. And it, 
He's like, what did he kept saying? Oh, he has to check him for his guns. I got to see if you're clean. Yeah. And Shaft is like, if you don't get on my face and leave me alone (laughs) and get this man so that I can go talk to him. And he's like, I got to check. You can't go in there. And then so he like attempts to leave. And he know if he let him walk out, Bumpy is going to be pissed. His boy told him that. There's a dude in the background. I was like, man, you know if you let him leave, Bumpy going to have your ass. Like get like stop trying to act tough, and he doesn't even come off as tough the whole time. No. Like he just seems like a little bitch. And I'm like, just and, let him in and mind your own business. You've been put in your place way too many times in this movie for you to be acting like this. Exactly. Even, even Bumpy had to check. It was like, I, I he won't let me check him to see if he coming in. He's like, let, let the motherfucker in. Yeah. It's funny too, but like like what she just said, because Shaft even calls that out because. When he finally does, like after you said, Chris, Bumpy tells him to bring him the fuck in there. He's like, one day me and you going to tangle. <laughs> and even Shaft was like, man, quit playing with yourself, Willie. You ain't going to do shit. <laughs> right. And that motherfucker didn't say shit. <laughs> it's like, we can all see it. Go sit down somewhere. Opposing ass motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I wonder now, I never put this together until now, Chris, but I wonder if this is where the Black Dynamite scene comes from. Because remember, there's the part where Black Dynamite comes in there and the dude starts talking all that shit to him. And he, now you he, he, he I'm checks. Blacking you, I'm blacking the ass of spades. I thought, I thought you were going to say the whole line shit. I didn't get the whole. I don't highly remember the whole one. I just remember that end part. He's like, "I'm blacking at an ace of spades." You better shut the fuck up and let me through. Now he says, "Shut the fuck up when grown folks are talking." <laughs> and his boy, he cut to his boys, and he's just like, "Oh shit!" And then dude just like looks at Black Diamond. He's like, "I'm sorry." It's <laughs> probably one of my favorite scenes of the whole fucking movie. What? I wonder if that was a callback to this. That's another movie we could show her probably now is Black Dynamite. Black Before Dynamite. Black Dynamite, she has to see Willie Dynamite first, though. That's the one. I got to get her to watch Willie Dynamite mm. first. But no, that's a good scene right there. But hey, I need to get my hands on fucking Black Dynamite. I, I went out the way out the way and got myself a copy of uh, The Last Dragon. I need to get a copy of Black Dynamite. You know, that might be coming soon because I've never seen The Last Dragon, Chris. I have it. Never seen Damn. it. And I know it's streaming, so we can definitely get that in at some <laughs> point. I already know what we're doing next week. It ain't going to be that, but maybe after that because I got, I'll say that for later. But yeah, he goes back in there to talk to old boy and he calls him out for the line. He's like, motherfucker, you knew who had your daughter. You knew it was the mafia. You knew it wasn't the black folks. Why the fuck you had me waste my time? You know it been. He's like, I didn't have you waste your time, Shaft. You're going to need a crew. You're going to need an army if you're going to go to war with the mafia. And Ben got an army. And Ben like, motherfucker, I don't even like you. You think I'll waste all my homies' lives trying to get your motherfucking daughter back just because she black? You got me fucked up. And he like, name your price, motherfucker. Immediately change that motherfucking tone. You bring that money into the equation. Name your price. He like... 10,000 a head. That's what they give you in the army. 10,000 a head. And he's like, okay. And he's like, what? He's like, nah, you bullshitting me, bro. He's like, nah, nigga. Like, he's like, hey. Shaft says, if he's worth 10, I'm worth 20. That's right. And he's like, yeah, I'll give you half. Because the old boy's like, man, give me my money now. And he, no, because actually he fuck, he helps him out too. Because he's like, hey, look, he already lost five dudes. So that's already 50K you owe this motherfucker already. He's like, I don't care. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. I'll give you half. He ended with the Jurassic Park, nigga. We spare no expense. <laughs> <laughs> like I always right. want my daughter back, so you can have your little punk ass money. Money talks. Bullshit <laughs> runs a marathon. It's cool, mm-hmm. motherfucking Wesley Snipes in New Jack City. Uh, so this is a weird little thing. I don't know if I'd have been this trusting, but Shaft know people more than I do, I guess. But he's some random ass geeker on the street, some little white dude wearing a blanket. It looks like, and he goes to give him his key, and he like, hey, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go turn on my lights in like twenty minutes. 
Well, he says, I need you to go turn on. He's like, oh, I'm already pretty turned on. He's like, nah, nigga, the lights, bro. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't know if I let that motherfucker just all up in my crib with my kid, but you know. Yeah, no. People, is his office or his house? I thought That it was, was his office. house, I thought. Oh. I thought, anyway. Because it's, oh, it's right across from that bar. Yeah, I think that's his crib. Oh, okay. Like I said, man, he, people know you ain't going to fuck with Shaft, though. So maybe that's what it is. He's like, nah, son, we ain't fucking with that dude. But he has him do that, though, because he's about to go undercover. Vic showed him a bunch of pictures of what the mafia dudes look like. And they're at the motherfucking, uh, they're at the no-name bar. That's what it's called. That's another, that's the name of the song for this scene. I like that song too. Heavily sampled in hip-hop too. If I play just the beginning of it, hold on. You'll know exactly. Chris will probably catch on. I know you heard that before. That first song that comes to my mind is the D.O.C. Dr. Dre sampled that shit. Yeah. Go get a copy of the goddamn Shaft soundtrack if y'all don't have it. I'm telling you. It's worth it. <laughs> but he's sitting at the bar, though. And this is actually the scene I was talking about before where I said this could be played probably a lot differently in other movies. And she was like saying that Shaft is a better dude than a lot of these other cats in these movies. Because he's there's a bartender there, obviously gay. Like out there, not hiding there or nothing. And where yeah. normally they would try and play that up as like, oh, you know, hey, hey, you okay, dude, or nothing. Shaft is like, hey, man, what's up, homie? How you doing? Hey, I'm going to run the bar for you real quick. And dude's like, all right, shit, bet. Like, I'll take me a little break real quick. And so he purposely, the two uh, mafia dudes are sitting on the opposite end of the bar, and he goes over there. One is obviously staring out the window. So you know they're waiting on that motherfucking light to come on. And Shaft knew that even beforehand. That's why he paid that dude to go turn the lights on after a certain time. So he ain't really drinking or nothing. He weren't looking out the window, but his partner is over there getting fucked up off the, uh, what was it, some scotch? Mm. You ever drank scotch, Chris? Um, Not really, that I can think of. I'm not the biggest fan of it. Just like gin. I know gin comes up in this movie a few times, too. No, I don't like gin straight. It can be mixed with something, maybe, but I don't yeah. like it on its own. <laughs> gin is, is for pure alcoholics, probably. Shout out to PJ, pure alcoholic. Because he drinks gin. I'm pretty sure that Bombay Sapphire shit is gin, if I'm not mistaken. And he will drink a bottle of that shit. Don't know how. I don't like it. Don't like the taste of it. I'm not. Like, outside of whiskey, I'm not a big alcohol dude any fucking way. Like, that's the one I like. Ryan Reynolds Aviation Gin. Exactly. Like, I just, I don't know, man. I I can't do it. Like, even when I've had it mixed with something before, I just wasn't the biggest fan of it. I just, I I guess me and gin just don't get rummy, I guess. (laughs) But he's getting the one dude drunk as fuck, though. And uh, while he's doing that, he actually calls up the homie Vic. And he's like, he's talking on the phone like he's talking to a little uh, girly on the phone. But he's in cold, letting him know, like, hey, your dude's is here at this bar. And you need to bring your ass up here right now, baby. And he's like, I'm going to send a car right now. So as that's going on, the homie, the bartender, comes back up to him. And he's like, hey, uh. And, and if you were people that could eye on this, you noticed immediately when Shaft walked in the door, this white chick was like damn near coming in her pants. Oh, yeah. Because if you, they do a little pan of the bar, mm-hmm. and if you rule, like, eagle eye scout, if you catch her, she's like, oh she's shit. squirming in her seat the moment he walked in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the bartender comes up and is like, hey, uh, that girl over there, what did, what did he say? He said, the girl over there with the groovy boobies named Linda. She wants some of that pipe. She wants to be blacked. <laughs> I love that every time I make that joke, Chris laughs. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, now it takes me back to uh, when we finally got explained uh, to PJ over when we was watching Boys in the Hood. 
Oh, I forgot about that. I, that episode was such a blur because of alcohol. <laughs> he he, he asked at the, towards the end. He asked like, "I'm trying. I really don't. I'm still trying to figure out what black is." <laughs> he just finally explained it to him. This when white girls like really big black dicks put inside them, just like yeah. Linda here apparently does, and she will get later on in the movie. You, she will. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets the dudes drunk until the cops get there. And then he's like, oh, because the one dude finally starts talking and is like talking mad shit. He basically tells Shaft to fuck off. He's like, why don't you go find something to do? Why are you talking to me? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I forgot to tell you something. My name is uh, John Shaft. And he pulls a chopper <laughs> out on him. And all right, as the boys come in. And the one that dude that's been kind of cool with him the whole time, taking all the free drinks, spits in his face. And Shaft, in my opinion, had a lot of restraint by just knocking him over the head with a bottle and not just shooting him right in the fucking face immediately. Yeah, That's yeah, death. He would have been, been on the floor with me. Like leaking. On the floor. Your forehead will be spitting blood, motherfucker. Like, no. Yeah. So that was restraint. He lucky. Mm-hmm. And so the cops take them away. And he goes and takes that white girl home, Chris. Mm-hmm. Now, I was talking before in the beginning of the episode about stereotypes. There's not a whole lot of the obvious black exploitation ones in this movie. This is the big one. Is there's always a It's in Superfly. There's always the main black chick, the queen, you know, all that good shit. But then there's always the white girl on the side, too. And he's about to get his right now. Because if you remember, it's Superfly. It's actually a bigger plot point in that movie because she's the one. It's Superfly. It's like the black chick is the one that's like, yeah, let's get out the game. Do your last score and let's go. The white chick is like, no. Why the fuck would you want to lead a game? Keep slanging dope. So it's always the thing. Dope man, dope man. Exactly. Even in a goofier one like Dolomite. That's or actually another one that's a big one she ain't seen yet. The Mac. That also becomes a little mini plot point in that movie because he had his main chick, the black chick in that one, but then he got that white girl. And she became the number one spot. She was the one eating the sushi dinners and all that. And they was salty. Actually, you know what? I got a button for that now, Chris. Turn it into a button. It's on the board now, baby. <laughs> yes, oh, sir. Reminds me also of Undercover Brother. Uh yeah, now it was playing off of these movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good example too. So yeah, nah, it's always there. It's a prevalent thing. That's the one big stereotype I think in this movie that it uses from all the other things. And she, like I said, Chris, she in a rush to get that blackened because mm-hmm. he's like, "Hey, baby, I'm about to go hit a shower real quick. It's been a long day," and it just cuts to her going to the shower. She's like, "I just couldn't wait any longer, baby." Commence the fucking. Commence the fucking in the shower. <laughs> It's not probably the most comfortable thing in the world. I'm not the hugest fan. Yeah, of it. it's probably the most awkward Overrated. and comfortable thing. Overrated, as Anita says. But maybe if you got like a bit, like when we watched, we we're going to watch the Superfly remake. Now you want to talk about a sex scene that goes on for a while. If, oh, you, if, if you like that dude from Grownish, you ladies, you'll probably enjoy it, but it goes on for a while. <laughs> and that shower, I swear in that movie, is probably about as big as this fucking living room. Like that can be, I guess, he's just like a little sauna looking thing or something. Like that could be comfortable, I guess, because it's the size of a fucking room. Mm-hmm. But most people ain't got that. No. You got like the little hotel looking showers and shit where you're going to fall, you drop the soap, you're going to slip and bust your ass and break your neck trying to get some Punani. <laughs> Don't right. do that. All these other rooms in the crib, get the fuck out of the shower. It's slippery when wet already, motherfucker. Don't make it wetter. <laughs> Message. <laughs> but she gets black, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and the next day, she's still there. And I, I immediately just thought of the family guy joke with Quagmire when he, the next day, the girl was still in the bed. And she was like, 
hey, uh, you want to go get breakfast or something? And he was like, hey, why are you still here? Hey, why are you still here? <laughs> Basically, what the fuck Shaft is doing is he wakes her up. He's like, hey, it's time to go. I got to handle some business. And she goes over there and like trying to holler at him. He's like, I'm on the phone, girl. Come on now. I just saw a, a thing on Instagram. Like it's a, um, uh, I think it's a thing on there where somebody put up a TikTok where they, um, the, uh, oh, well, a uh, chick got a, a good, uh, a goodie bag, uh, to take home with her. I've seen that. <laughs> it was a dude. Yeah, that's real shit. What Chris is talking about. There's a guy, he put up a TikTok or whatever it was where he had pre-made little goodie bags. Yeah, I forget what was all in there. I know it was like money was in there. I don't know how much it was yeah, like, like money. 20 bucks or something like that. Some shit like money for an Uber and shit like that in there. Like snacks or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, snacks. I think somebody did a bologna sandwich or something like that. Something like that. And he was talking about he would just hand them to the girl after like they was done. Knows. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen no shit like that. I got I, I got. I got to do it. I'm sorry, all right, folks. No. So... <laughs> <laughs> You getting ready? You did your thing. You getting ready to leave, and that motherfucker hands you a goodie bag. I'm not a prostitute. I don't need your fucking bag with twenty dollars in it. I when I saw, I was like, "That's crazy." I said the same thing. Like, that's never crazy. seen that. That was some level of the game I ain't never heard of, or some shit. I don't <laughs> like, know. For real. It was some shit in. There. I remember the one I saw. It was a lot of shit in there, but it's just crazy. Like I could, Ooh. I would couldn't imagine. Right. Somebody somebody commented. They said, fellas, you got to step up your game. If you're going to give out these bags, instead of giving me $40, give me a stack. Put it on a Visa gift card if you want. Uh, well, that's what was it, 40 bucks. Somebody, she said, instead of a Lipton Arnold Palmer, give me a bottle of champagne, rose, or Prosecco? Mm-hmm. Okay. That was, I don't get it. Oh, she... She said, "Give me, give, put some money into it." Yeah, and they said, and she's all. It's still going. It says instead of that white bread sandwich, because you're literally treating me like a prostitute. So you're telling me that I'm worth a bag of Doritos and forty bucks. Like prostitutes make more than that, giving head. So and a no. white bread sandwich. Like no, <laughs> you go sandwich. put. If you're gonna try to put a value on me, at least make it valuable. Crazy where are we living? That's crazy. That yeah, that's crazy. But the girl. Finally gets the hint. She's getting ready to leave. And she even tells Shaft, she's like, you know, you're good in the bed, but you're pretty shitty afterwards. And Shaft was like, God, holla at you. And she goes and she doesn't shut the door. And I immediately think of Army of Darkness, Chris, with your boy Ash. She's like, would you raise in the bar and shut the fucking door? <laughs> he, he even tells her he has to get off the phone. He's like, hey, can you please shut the door for me? And she tells him, close it yourself, shitty. shitty. Vic comes by and he's letting him know, like, hey, man, you know, the captain... Want you to bring your ass in. You know, it's a wrap for all this. But it looked like you ain't home right now. You ain't home, right? And he's like, hell no. Nah. He's like, damn. Oh, well, I guess I'll Shame. try again later. Call me when you get home. So like I said, Vic hooking him up, looking out for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's going over to Cafe Reggio's. Now you got to say the oh, thing. So if Vic oh, was leaving. I forgot. He was like. Uh, I'll close the door. Shitty. <laughs> it was funny. I yeah, was like, he busts oh, his balls funny. about it too because he heard her. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, he says the exact same thing. He goes to the door and he he just sticks his head back and he's like, "Close it yourself, shitty." <laughs> then he does like, ha, ha, he laughs super hard. It was funny. I appreciated it. Good. Oh, that's good writing, folks. And because it, it comes back again later, we'll talk about it. But now he's heading over oh, to Cafe Radio. Balls like that. Yeah, as the homies can fuck with you like that. <laughs> Over at Cafe Reggio's, he's meeting up with one of the mafia dudes. And of course, because it's a mafia dude, the first thing he says when he comes up is, 
I'm looking for a nigga named John. Sh- oh, I'm sorry. He says, I'm looking for a nigger named John Shaft. Had to pull out the ER. And he says, well, you found him. And then he said, I won't say what he said. because it's another racial slur to another group of people. I'll just say it, it sounds like oh, wet ass pussy. what that was. It's a it's a slur. A, oh, okay. If you if you abbreviate wet ass pussy and say that is that's pretty much what it sounds like. He said, "I won't say it." Ah, I yeah. know that's a bad one because they say it to each other in Godfather of Harlem all the fucking time. Whenever somebody dropped the N word, that's usually the response back. I'm gonna look it up because it's, it's the Italian version of it. If, honestly, yeah, it pretty it pretty much is because even in RoboCop, when uh, Clarence Boddicker drops that line to the little drug dealer dude, what's the drug dealer's response? shoot this piece of shit or kill this motherfucker immediately after he said that shit. But then Clarence Boddicker's dudes all put out guns too. Guns, guns, guns. That's it. Guns, guns. Yeah. Fucking lo- Go watch RoboCop. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. since I've seen RoboCop. Play the, mo- the video game. That video game that just came out recently. Shout out to Anita's mom for getting it for me for Christmas. That game is hype. Hey. I love that fucking game. I played the shit out of it. But yeah, no. Don't call each other these bad names, folks. He ends up leading. You know what? Really going back to the scene, it was the, the weirdest shit too. Because when I first saw this movie, I thought the little waitress was being lightweight racist too, or something. But she's just being awkward as fuck. She never really makes eye contact with Shaft, and she's like talking real monotone. I thought she was like one of those things. She like, I'm not looking at this black guy. I'm not touching this black guy. This like has her eye has her eyes on her thing like she's ready to go this is almost oh, yeah her i just took it she was weird yeah, that's what i said now i look at it it's like she's just awkward or the actress just ain't that great maybe i don't know but it's just like mm-hmm. when i first saw it years and years ago in the younger days i was like oh this bitch being racist <laughs> but it's like no because then he, he when she he pays for the cappuccino or frappuccino whatever the fuck he got and he's like hey keep yeah, that shit she's so. like oh thanks baby so i was like oh maybe she ain't racist <laughs> but yeah the dude takes him to where the mafia dudes are holding bumpy's daughter and a shootout happens and he got a, he got the gun up to the mafia dude. And the mafia dude even tells him flat out, like, look, they're going to shoot me to get to you. They don't give a fuck about me. And you find out real quick, he wasn't lying because they Cause smoke you don't give his up ass. Exactly. <laughs> they like him to fuck up with Tommy guns in the fucking 70s. I didn't even think you could still get Tommy guns in the 70s. That's some 1930s. I thought they were going to shoot him as soon as he opened the door. I was shocked that they waited as long as they did. <laughs> That's true. That would have been, yeah. yeah. He ends up killing two of them. Well, one killed, they kill one of them and then he shoots the other one. But then he gets shot by the third one. And Shaft goes down, but he doesn't kill him because he's like, the only reason I ain't killing your Mark ass is because you got to go back and tell Bumpy, you know, whatever the fuck. But he had Ben and them there too. So they're following. One of them goes to follow dude to find out where girl he at. And then Ben and them take him over to Ellie's house, his main chick's house. And he calls up his little doctor that come up there and fix him up and everything. But ain't no time to rest because dude comes back and is like, we know where she at. She at this building, wherever the fuck. So he's like, all right, we got to roll. Get a whole get a crew of your people and let's go get it in. And you going in right to the end of the movie pretty much now because they got mm-hmm. disguises, they dressed up undercover, acting like you know uh, I forget what the word is like the little uh, bellhops, bellhops and shit. There you go. And I did laugh because there's a scene where Shaft and one of the little bumblefucks is rappelling down, and he drops the guns or whatever down to him, and he drops it and almost immediately breaks their fucking cover. <laughs> but luckily the dudes are assholes and not really paying enough attention. And I made a note here. We were just talking about gin, and now we have, of the three of us, the person that knows the most about alcohol here. Not calling you an alcoholic. I'm just saying you know the most about it. I'm hungover now, so go ahead. I wasn't going to mention that, but it's not that you said it. She is still half drunk, probably. But he, he's, I, and I didn't, this is, the only reason I didn't question this that much is because I seen I'm going to get you sucker. But Shaft is like, all right, I need some paper and I need something to make this shit burn hotter. 
I was thinking it was a stick of dynamite. It was really more just a flare or some shit. I don't know what the fuck it was. It was a piece of paper. Or was it just straight up paper? I thought paper. it was something wrapped up in paper. Man. No. So he it just was... rolled up the newspaper. Oh, okay. So he's... weird. Well, I guess it was just a distraction because he's going to throw that through the window and they're going to like be... The dude looks down at it like, what the fuck is that? When he looks down, he jumps the window and smokes that motherfucker. So it was a distraction, I guess. Mm-hmm. But And I'm going to get you sucker. The joke is that... I'll, I'll fuck it. I'll just say it. the fake shaft in that movie is rappelling down, but he likes the dynamite before he starts rappelling, and then right when he gets to the window, the fucking dynamite explodes. Because that's the joke in that I movie. About that. Yeah, and that's why in this movie I was assuming it was just this. dynamite. Huh? That was from this. They probably didn't have oh, budget yeah. for the pyrotechnics. They were like, just light that piece of paper. Yeah, just fuck it. It's just a distraction. <laughs> but like he throws it through that window. The dude's caught off guard. He smokes him. They get Marcy out of there. And actually, they, they go to a whole shootout. They're ducking around. They throw her ass into a taxi cab. Kind of hard. They just throw her ass. Like, get the fuck in the car. Meteor. Ben gets in there with her, and they drive off. And that's the motherfucking mission complete. Pretty easy there. Because when it's over, Shaft stays behind. He goes to the phone booth, and he tells Vic, like, hey, your case just busted wide the fuck open. And he's like, oh, you need to come down here so we can work on closing it. And what does he say? Um, <laughs> uh, shit. Um, close. Yeah. Close it yourself. Shitty. Uh, shitty. Brings it back and gets him back with it. And he even laughs. Like, <laughs> does a little <laughs> big laugh and everything. Hits him right back with it. And then he goes walking up the street back to his office for the next Shaft adventure. And that's the end of the movie. That was Shaft. Shaft. <laughs> you damn you right. damn right. So you damn right. We're going to play some promos. We're going to play some advertising to try to make some money in this motherfucker. And we'll be right back, folks. Don't go nowhere. Hey friends and potential lovers, have you ever felt so passionately after watching a TV show or a movie but not have a pal to share it with? Allow us the honor of keeping you company with our weekly podcast for your reference with your hosts, Katie and OT. Each episode, we break down our hot takes that you'll either ardently agree or vehemently disagree with. Like subs versus dubs. How important is a cohesive narrative? What's with the popularity of the relatable villain? Is it possible to be truly objective in spite of your own experiences? And most importantly, are you getting a clue and which direction is it pointing? Come on now, it's pointing towards for your reference. That's a great reference. If you've got a little room in your rotation for some salacious frivolity, check out for your reference wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> and still black. Mm-hmm. Black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. Black and a black, 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 y'all. <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm really excited here. Anita's thoughts, so I'm actually going to prolong it a little bit longer. Chris, mm. what did you think about Shaft? I mean, I I thought it was all right. Uh, uh, Richard Roundtree did his thing. Damn I right. Think, he's the best part of the movie, probably. Damn right. <laughs> I, you know, probably he is. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <clears throat> it's between him and the soundtrack. I don't know which one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it breezes by pretty fast. Hour and feels 40, like it, yeah. It actually feels like it just could, could be just like a like a, a TV movie more than anything. Well, we got those later. I got a whole DVD set of, I think there's 10 of them. And for the most part, like it's something I could, it would be cool to have playing in the background or something. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, I'd be all right at that. So on that note, I'm going to give it a seven. Seven. All right. 
And speaking of seven, I just looked up there's seven there's seven Shaft TV movies. So you can count that on top of the four the I'm sorry, not four, five theatrical movies. You got a lot of Shaft you can get in. All right, Anita. Yeah, a lot of Shaft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whole lot of Shaft. A Whole lot of Shaft. Whole lot of sandwich. No, we still- <laughs> <laughs> I <do> sandwich. <laughs> right, we don't know, we don't know cock meat sandwiches, man. <laughs> Anita, what's up with the shaft? Um, <laughs> oh, we're children, Chris. It's fine. I definitely like this better than Superfly. I, I knew it. I told her before when the movie better. ended. I was like, I bet money on this yet you'll like this better than Superfly. Um, I think I have a hard time with these movies just because the acting is just not great in itself. And so it. you know I like to connect with people. So sometimes it's hard. The acting was a little bit better in this. So I'll take that. Willie was horrible. Fire him. I can't. The man uh, say he gonna be here. <laughs> he should be here. And even Bumpy, <laughs> when he was like trying to cry in Chef's office about his daughter, I was like ugh, rolling my he eyes. I always part. took that on part. I took that he was like, because he calls him out on the end and say, I thought he was purposely trying to be fake. Oh, okay. That's because when he leaves, your boy Chef's like, fake mother. Like we knew he wasn't really crying. Oh, okay. That's how I always, that's just me anyway. No, no, I, no, I just no, need to get sense. my baby. You get my baby. Uh, I really like Shaft. I liked his character a lot. Um, I liked his relationship between the demeanor between him and Vic. Okay. I enjoyed that. That was probably like my favorite part of the movie. I like that they like understood each other, but they were both playing like different sides of the film. I I thought they had a good rapport. Um, I think Vic's in the sequel. I'm not sure, actually. Maybe he's not. What else did I like? No, he's not. Damn, I thought he was. Uh, I like that it wasn't like too misogynistic. Like it was okay. It wasn't too off-putting, especially when it came to the women. Um, yeah, I liked it. I actually, I'm gonna, probably gonna give it an eight. Eight. There it is. There's no suspense here, folks. <laughs> There's absolutely no suspense. You know, it's a ten. It's mm-hmm. a fucking ten. I will say, it's not ten plus. I do really enjoy it, but I don't know if I can give it that 10 plus, but it's a fucking 10. Like how you've heard her talk about it on the show before where she has her comfort movies that she just puts on and just does whatever. This is one of mine. Mm. I can legitimately watch this fucking movie at any goddamn time and I will never get tired of it. Never. And when Criterion put this on 4K, I bought it e-fucking immediately. Only thing that pisses me off with that box says that they put Shaft 1 and 2. Why the fuck didn't y'all just put the third one in there and just have all three of them in there? That makes no sense. Because you got to spend more to get it. Didn't I buy you that box set? Did you buy it? I know you bought it from Mario. Oh, I bought it from Mario. Okay. Okay. Yeah, shout out to you, Mario. That was my <laughs> idea. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I think I was. I think I bought that one. No, I bought you the Twin Peaks one. Yes, that's what you bought me. Yeah. Coming soon to the Patreon page. Uh, but what was I saying? Oh, yeah, but no. Well, I was complaining about Criterion sets. I got it on Blu-ray anyway, so it don't matter. But I'm just saying, I could have had them all in one box. Again, you know what I'm saying? Just fuck you, it's whatever. But, no, nah, the movie, like, especially when you compare it to a lot of the others of its time, because Gordon Parks was a fucking filmmaker, it looks better. It's written better. I mean, the guy that wrote the fucking book wrote the screenplay, so, I mean, it was <laughs> the plot's going to be fine, most likely. Only thing, I don't really have a problem with acting, like she said. I just know it just comes with the territory. I, love, I think Richard Rountree, I have no problems with him, his acting. I think he's fine. There are moments where people slip a little bit, and I'm like, oh, you could have got a second take of that, Gordon. 
But it's fine, though. I, I enjoy it. There's not really any lulls. Like Chris was saying, it's an hour and 40 minutes, but it breezes the fuck by. No, there were lulls. Really? There were lulls, and I forgot to say this. I uh, The plot was predictable. Oh, well, yeah, that's what I was just saying. But that's yeah. in the beginning, it's a, it's a cop movie, but just with a black cop. Yeah. That was the thing it had going for it at the time. It's probably why it got like an 88% from the critics. It's like, oh, this is different. This is fresh. Like, me watching it in 2024, you're like, oh, yeah. There was a couple moments where they were sitting around where I was like, you can cut this out. Oh, I, I had no issues there whatsoever. But I wouldn't be mad if it was an hour 30, it's an hour 40, though. I ain't gonna, you know me. I ain't mm-hmm. mad at that. But it didn't bother me. That's Maybe that's why I didn't get a 10 plus. I don't know. But I did enjoy that. I ain't really got no problems with this movie. Like I said, the fucking soundtrack is incredible. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's in like the Library of Congress now. It's preserved. Oh, I have fun. Trivia. What's up with the trivia while? Uh, yeah, but I, I ain't got a whole lot to add anyway. Just as highly enjoyable. It started a whole trend. There's a lot of movies we wouldn't have if not for this movie. So I guess Chaff is like, you're welcome, motherfuckers. And rest mm-hmm. in peace to Richard Roundtrees. I think he just passed last year. So he was around for, he's one of the last like real big dudes from that era. I think Fred Williamson might be one of the, and Pam Gurr too, the only ones that's really still around, like of the big ones that everybody know about. Yeah, I think so. So, but yeah, Shaft is fucking great. It's a 10, man. You still looking up your trivia? I'm ready. Let's get it. Okay, so this was the first movie that has a character saying he is gay from the bartender. And really? Yes. That's wild. And it took till 1971? I mean, yeah, it probably didn't Maybe recognize it. more I, I so like can. saying it because he said it, not that it was like, it was implied. Because remember, I was like, is he supposed to be a gay bartender? Yeah, I was like, yeah. Maybe so. because he actually admitted to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh, still crazy. It took that long for that time. That's not surprising. Yeah. Uh, one of the only three films MGM released in 1971 that made a profit and it helped save the studio from bankruptcy. You're welcome, white folks. <laughs> You're welcome. You know what's crazy? You know what other series MGM put out? Mm-hmm. James Bond. Yeah. Did Shaft do better than James Bond at this time? <laughs> Now I gotta look up what James Bond movie came out in 1971. Yeah, um, the Motion Picture Academy initially tried to disqualify Isaac Hayes from the of course uh, they best did. original song category on the grounds that he hadn't written down the music. Oh, they t- oh you didn't actually write this down, even though you did it. I mean, you know, fuck them. Sorry. Mm-hmm. 19. 19- oh, I. <laughs> Mario is going to get a good laugh out of this one because the one that came out the same year as Shaft was Diamonds Are Forever, one that people typically don't like. Diamonds are forever. Exactly. People know the song, but mm-hmm. Mario to this day still says worse. I like that movie, so it's not a 10, though. Did I, I, did I give it I don't a think I've actually seen Diamonds Are Forever all the way through. You know what? That might be the series, bruh. I wouldn't mind going through the James Bond movies again all the way. <laughs> we, I'm gonna think about that, but well, my bad. What's up with your trivia? I'm too good. Um, Shaft tells Bumpy his fee is fifty dollars an hour plus expenses. Crazy, which would equate to three hundred and ten dollars an hour in 2017. <sighs> I fucking wish, man. Fifty dollars an hour now probably ain't shit nowadays. Yeah, fifty dollars an hour is babysitting money, man. Mm-hmm. There's money for the babysitter. That's it. Yeah, that's all you paying, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> especially out here. Please, I follow. Okay, it's random. Totally okay. random. Okay. I'm on this. We live in the city of Fullerton, and so I follow like, the Fullerton <laughs> buzz thing <laughs> yeah. in on Facebook. It's like a 
group community that like let each let each other know what's going on, ask questions and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. And someone was complaining about their babysitter oh. that they pay. I think they said they pay her like twenty. I think you want to say twenty or twenty one dollars an hour, and they were mad that she didn't like clean up at the oh. end of like when they would when she would, when leave, she would leave. She wouldn't like clean up the house. Oh, I ain't, I'm a babysitter. I ain't your maid, motherfucker. I, right. This is and for twenty dollars an hour, and then so they were like, we talked to her about it, and she was like, I'll be happy to do it if you're willing to pay me more. Damn right, which is the appropriate answer. And people in the feed were like, Oh, she's so like that is not a good babysitter. Like, and I'm like. No, if you want a maid, then pay for a maid yeah. or pay her another $5 to clean up after herself. It's still going to cost you less. And if you're right. paying her $20 an hour is less than sending her to daycare anyway. Exactly. Right. Daycare you're- is $250 a week or something. Yes, $300. Exactly that. And I was talking to PJ for and my Cameron and they were telling me how much they pay for daycare. I was like, fuck. That's why people mm-hmm. just take their kids to their grandmama house. Yeah, damn. Exactly. It's like right. you're still getting a deal and you're still being cheap. It's not her responsibility to clean your house. No. And like she said, pay me more and I'll be happy to do it. Yeah, you you're basically asset. paying her to watch your child. Yeah. Make sure you don't get hurt or anything. Or your teach child your kid get hurt or clean up after themselves. Yeah. That was you're going to what I was going to say. I don't like the way you motherfuckers raise these hell spawn nowadays. I watch, there's a Instagram page that just like compiles all of the like videos that kids or teachers record in school of all these unruly ass little bastards. Like mm-hmm. you need to pay, even you need to pay more than $20 just to watch these little shit kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your kids bad. That's but. fuck. These kids, these is the shit kids. I ain't saying that just cause I'm 33 years old. Your kids is trash. See, <laughs> this is why I started, to, I started to feel for those teachers when during the pandemic, they decided to go just full on into um, online schooling and stuff. And they gave, I was like, that's fine. You can give, uh, and they gave like teachers an extra day to grade papers for the grading period and shit. But mm-hmm. and now that they're all back in school, they still want to give these teachers an uh, extra day and shit to, to grade uh, papers and shit. Yeah. I mean, now it seems more appropriate than it did back then. Mm-hmm. Because you have to deal with these these unruly motherfuckers face to face. Yeah. You, you need that extra extra break. But I think the one of the wildest ones I've seen recently is there's been a bunch of them, but the one I still can remember the recent one. Some chick was in her class and it was a high school girl. She was playing on her phone. The teacher was like, hey, man, put the fucking phone away. We ain't say it like that. He's like, you got to put the phone away. She's like, whatever the fuck. And so he was like, run that. Give me your phone. And he went and took her phone and she pepper sprayed that motherfucker. Oh my gosh. I was like, what the fuck? And I'm sure the parents are probably be yelling at the teacher too. But they're just <laughs> like, man, y'all motherfuckers ain't shit, bro. <laughs> I remember in middle school, I was, uh, we had like a free, you know, like a free period, like your homeroom. Or what they call those? Oh, there was a word for those. The study halls. That's what they called. Oh yeah, we called ours homeroom. So mm-hmm. I, we were in class, and we were just waiting to go to our next our next period. And then I was like putting on mascara or something. This is blue mascara was really popular. It was like, oh, oh every girl. What is mascara? mascara. Which one? Like, what is put that? it on your eyelashes. Oh, that okay. And my teacher got mad at me and was like, Anita, put it away. And I didn't put it away. And then so she came back and she was like, okay bring it up to me like i told you to put it away so i like threw it on her desk when i went to give it to her and she called my my mom beat the crap out of me when i got home she Uh said did you ever throw anything at anyone i never threw anything ever that's how it works (laughs) i know there's a lot of people out there like oh you shouldn't advocate beating your kids it's like man it's true you shouldn't beat your kids but you gotta discipline them motherfucker yeah yeah there's gotta be a a difference yeah exactly there's a middle ground there there's there's uh 
there's t- uh, parents that used to like just beat their kids and taking out their own aggressions on them. Yeah, that's, like, that's that, not cool. That you don't do. No, no you teach there, your kid that there are consequences to your yeah, actions. There's consequences to their actions. Yes. There it is, man. Hey, you know it's Black History Month, and I got some Black History flashcards for you from the Every Intellectuals. I don't even think I got to tell you much about this person. I'm actually gonna let Anita read this card. Aw, I hate reading. Oh, but when you see who it is, it's it's fine. But it's reading is fundamental. Oh, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's actually not, I didn't expect that reaction. You gotta read the front of the card. Oh. Rihanna. <laughs> February 20th, 1988 to present. Rihanna is still alive, folks. She's from mm-hmm. Barbados. She's a singer, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. Yeah. In 2003, Rihanna was signed and syndic- to Syndicated Record Productions, where she recorded her first demo. Was this Pond the Replay? That was my jam. I know that's her first song. I don't know if that was her first demo. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, in 2005, she auditioned for Def Jam and Jay-Z, who refused to let her go home until a contract was signed. <laughs> She's the youngest recording artist uh, to have 14... 14... 14 number one singles on the Billboard's Hot 100. Mm. Uh, in 2015, Recording Industry Association of America, RIAA. RIA. Never heard of that in my life. That's who, that's who gives out the gold and platinum records and shit. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, said that she had surpassed more than 100 million gold and platinum songs. There you cert- go. Uh, cert- Notifications. Gosh, Billboard reported in 2016 that her 16 album sales stood at 54 million copies sold worldwide. In 2018, she is an eight-time Grammy Award winner. Are the Grammys coming out this weekend? I don't know. I've never looked at it before. Uh, Rihanna is also a businesswoman and philanthropist, founding the Believe Foundation in 2006 to help terminally ill children. Oh. That's uh, it. All right. That's Rihanna. I'm surprised they said nothing about that Fenty shit. I don't think that those cars are probably made pretty early. Uh, yeah, that was Shaft. One episode down in the Black History Month Marathon. Chris, do me a favor and let these motherfuckers know where they can find you at online. All right. Let's see. Uh, oof, I have to get oh, out. Okay. Um, Breathe, homie. <laughs> no, it's a burp. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can find me on X. X. At uh, Chris Cross 018. You can find me on Facebook at Chris Smith, and uh, you can find me on Instagram and Threads at csmith0018. There it is. Anita <laughs> is out there like the truth. Seek it out. <laughs> if you want to follow the show on Twitter or X, you can do so at capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase iCast, HVH Podcast on Twitter, Home Video Hustle on Facebook. Home with us a podcast on Instagram. Home with us on YouTube. Uh, Patreon.com slash home video hustle. If you want to help support the show, get bonus things, episodes, and whatnot. It hasn't come out yet, but we have recorded it. So next, well, if you're listening to this the day it come out, Blue Beetle episode we did on Patreon no. is coming out. And, oh, and that's not it, folks. I recorded an episode of HVH Radio yesterday. Yes. Also coming out soon. And I fucked up. I normally do five blocks of music. I fucked up and I can't count and I did six. <laughs> so it's longer than normal. Hey. And I said it on that episode. More music. Exactly. More to listen to. Hey, I will never complain about more music. Exactly. more. I, I will never complain because that's more to li- for me to listen to at work. There it is. It's two and a half hours, Chris. So there it <laughs> is. Um, but I will say it here. I said it on that episode too, but 
I'm going to go back to putting HVH Radio awesome. Like, I'm going to put the actual audio on Patreon. I'm going to still put it on Anchor and have it spread out to Spotify and all that. But I'm also going to go back to putting it on Patreon. Because I know there's a lot of people that don't fuck with Spotify because they just don't like how Spotify operates, which is cool. So I'm going to go back to putting it on Patreon, too. But I still want to be able to give it that worldwide access. But also, Anchor, I heard, is about to die. And that's where I distribute it from. So if that goes away, then it's always going to be on Patreon. So if you're a fan of the Home Video Hustle podcast, if you're a fan of HVH Radio, patreon.com slash Home Video Hustles, where you can always make sure you keep up to date on all that good shit that's coming out. Did you record a video for it too? I didn't record a video, just the audio. Oh, okay. Because I, I did the video thing once. I still have it on my computer, but I went to go put that shit on YouTube and it was immediately like, no, maybe I'll put it on Patreon. I do still have it. Like I said, Patreon just might be the hub for Age Rage Radio shit. Like, yeah, uh, YouTube, you do more than se- seven seconds or something, uh, copyright's going to hit your ass. You mean, it was like legit, like it got to 1% and it was like, no. <laughs> like, fuck. I, I, I can't remember. I think lately it's gone from seven to like five seconds or something. It's annoying. As f- I hate that copyright. It's like, I'm not even getting paid for this shit. Like, why are y'all worried about it so much? <laughs> and like, even if they do the thing, like with some of our next up videos we used to do, it's like some of the movie trailers would get flagged, but they would just be like, hey, this got flagged for copyright. So what's going to happen is we're going to put ads on it and we're going to get the money, not you. And I'm like, I don't care. Just let me put the fucking video up. Only ones that acted like bitches was Lionsgate. Lionsgate would just outright block the fucking video. And that's why for a while we just didn't do Lionsgate movies because I said, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> they can kiss the whole backside of your ass. They can suck the interior out of my dick. And, but we don't do those videos no more now, so it's free reign. Mm-hmm. And speaking of next up, I was thinking about this. I want to continue the fun. I want to continue being able to be on my nerd shit. I got to give you a little bit of black exploitation nerdiness. I'm gonna give you some hip hop nerdiness next week. We did Crush Groove. We did the breaking movies. Hell, me and Nita and So Wizard even did rapping of all fucking things. Rapping. Let's do one of the genuine good ones that are that is a hip hop classic. Let's watch Beat Street. Beat Street. Yeah, Beat Street Breakdown. Rock. Yeah, like hip hop as fuck. Mm-hmm. I wanted I was debating between that and Wild Style, but I think we Wild Style will happen eventually. Wild Style, if you don't know, is the first hip hop movie. Period. Yeah. Beat Street, unfortunately, got fucked over because Beat Street is like honestly, God, Beat Street is like hip hop, like its purest form, like uncut cocaine type shit. You should do you got served. We'll do that at some point. <laughs> it is coming. Oh, like if that's what that's what when we want to watch a bad hip hop movie. We want to watch a good one this time. Whatever. Yes, please. See, Chris agreed. You guys served as a great movie. Never seen it. We'll find out. Or just at, at this point, just if you gotta go, gotta go newer. Go straight out of Compton over over uh over that. And go listen to Cole Forty Five. You want to hear all about that one right now? Hell yeah! I gotta make some time for that one. That's a almost a three hour movie. I mean, her just watched it recently too, so I'm gonna wait a little while. Yeah, shit, it's on Hulu. I I watched that whole thing the night before. I got the four kizzy baby. We can watch that shit anytime. Mm-hmm. Beat Street, we gonna watch next though, and it's like an hour thirty some minutes long, so it's another short one for you. So I'm mm-hmm. no complaints. But it's hip hop in the purest form. I'm pretty sure it came out in 1985. No, is it 84? It got fucked over by breaking because mm-hmm. they found out they was making a hip hop movie. And of course, Cannon was like, oh, we got to do one first. So they went and shot it as fast as they fucking could and got it out before Beat Street. And it became a way bigger hit. And Beat Street just went to the cult underground, unfortunately. But between the two, 
Beat Street is way more hip hop than breaking. And so we're going to finally show us some love since we did the breaking movies and rapping already. So that's what's coming up next on the Home Video Hustle. The Black History Month Marathon will continue, motherfuckers. But I say if we still in that, if we just if we were still in that era, about after that we we do do Last Dragon. We uh, we got a lot of shit we can go to, and we got two months to do it. So don't you fret, <laughs> folks. I was thinking about. I just really want to watch Beach Street. I ain't, it's been a while since I watched it. Very mm-hmm. curious what Anita might think about that one because it's of the hip hop movies. That one genuinely tries to have a real plot too. It's not just like weird hip hop randomness. It's a fucking movie. It's a plot. Right. Like breaking and shit. We're just like montages and all that. No, it's just fucking plot. And I mean, personally, it's a good ass soundtrack too, <laughs> but you know, I love my hip hop though. So yeah, that's what's coming up next. So I guess on that note, I got one thing left to tell everybody. I'm Brent. Chris. Anita. Let's get it. DJs, DJs, DJs. You gonna see some DJs next week, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Got Cool Herc, Bambada, all them motherfuckers are in the B Street next week. I'm excited to talk about that one. That was one that me and PJ always meant to do on the podcast. He just never picked it off that damn bag. That was the gift and the curse of the bag. Mm-hmm. It stopped us from doing a lot of movies, but it also got us to do a lot of fucking movies that we probably wouldn't yeah, watch otherwise. Yeah, Harry Potter like three times. So. We picked Harry Potter three times and vetoed that shit three times. Mm-hmm. Then vetoed Lord of the Rings three times, but we vetoed it once, and then it came up again, and then we were like, ugh. Let's see. And then we saw that that shit was... That shit is a, a Yes. Mm-hmm. I, yes, because I hated it. <laughs> But I'm glad nobody hated Shaft. You gotta love the Shaft, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna let you go. Beat Street, is it streaming? I'm thinking, I mean, I have a digital copy and a DVD, so I really don't give a damn. But I know Chris, we gotta see if it's streaming for you. So Beat Street is, Beat Street is on Amazon Prime, Pluto, and Tubi. You good, homie? No. So, and listeners, go watch it. And then come back on next Friday. And we'll tell y'all about the Beat Street Breakdown. I'm gonna play so much music next week. It's gonna be crazy. No ad revenue next week. Yeah, money. What's that? Exactly. I'm broke. I'm used to being broke. <laughs> we'll continue to be broke. But I got to go though, cause the Royal Rumble. I need to go watch that. I ain't watched it yet. Yeah, I started to, and I got. I was like starting watching the, the Women's Rumble, and don't tell me nothing. I, I ain't really seen too much. I got like. Oh okay. I think I, I didn't even get halfway. Well, we about to get it up in there. So I'll was, just say, what's up? What's up? I'm watching Lucha Underground season two. You still watching Lucha? Yeah, I'm in season Anita's two. Anita's right so now. mad at you right now. What? You made me have to restart the music again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she hates when I do that. My bad. I, yeah. like, no blame on me this time. Listen back. What's up, though? Yeah, I forgot. Like, uh, you didn't really get to see uh, certain people tell season two, like uh, oh, Mata- yeah. the monster Matanza. Uh, mm-hmm. Mariposa and Cobra Boone and the fucking goat himself, Joey Ryan. I don't know if people saying that about Joey Ryan anymore these days, but yeah, if you don't know, oh, if you don't know, he was doing, he would know he was doing some foul shit. He was doing some Vince McMahon type shit. Oh yeah, be careful with your words, there, buddy. Go do, yeah. go look well, into that mind, one. Man. Yeah, mind, he was cool until he wasn't. And I think what? last yeah. time I heard anything about him, he was working at Disneyland. So, well, yeah. 
do foul <laughs> shit, foul things happen. Exactly. Peace. Peace. <laughs> That's a weird note to leave on. <laughs> Thank you.